Welcome back to Vibe Empowered. My name is Christine Refo. We are in the Empowered Woman series and we're actually about two thirds through our 12 pillars of being an empowered woman. Now, if you're new here, welcome. We're going to talk about physical health and vitality today. If you're interested in any of the other pillars, you just have to go back and re-listen because they are fire. Now, health and vitality, why is this so important? And I have been someone who was in chronic fatigue. I was the one who could no longer get out of bed, who was sleeping 14, 16 hours a night and then could barely get up to just do her basic things to then just drop half dead on the couch again. I was that person. I know what it's like when vitality is missing and I know what it's like when you no longer have your health, which is why this is probably the fundamental pillar to just a happy life for anyone, not just for an empowered woman. So let's go a little deeper today. Now, the irony isn't lost on me that I have a stuffy nose today and I'm going to explain what's actually going on because I'm sitting here with my bone broth instead of my morning coffee and I am physically currently purging. So what has happened over the past two weeks is that my nervous system dropped. I was releasing a lot of energy from my solar plexus, a lot of stored stress and anger from essentially this whole lifetime. And as that was releasing, my nervous system dropped, which means it dropped a little more into the parasympathetic, which means my whole body could go into rest and restore and actually start doing some fundamental cleaning up work. Now, as that happened, I got the physical purging symptoms, which is very normal when you are on the spiritual journey. I'm sure you've had those yourself. When you just release a whole lot of toxins from old emotions and thoughts. Sorry, it's a bit it's a bit tough to breathe at the moment. <laughs> I don't want to snort on you. Um, so with all those um, toxins releasing. I now have physical purging symptoms, right? You know this, your body is getting rid of toxins, getting rid of old bacteria, and it does it in its own methods, which is essentially, you know, the um, ejecting of, what is it? Like, you know, the stuffy nose, just the, um, uh, the coughing. Some people can get diarrhea. It's a very normal process or even fever symptoms. So I'm a little bit in that, uh, process right now, which is why you hear that my voice is very nasal, but I hope we can all overlook that today. Um, what I also want to say is um, why I am on the bone broth protocol, because honestly, I've seen this so often in other influencers, and I never thought I would be the one who would eventually drink bone broth for breakfast. But for the very same reasons that I've just mentioned, my solar plexus emptying out, I actually reconnected to my gut. And I had no idea I was not connected to it, you see. But if you just think about the position of the solar plexus, which is right um, in the um, between your ribs where the soft part is underneath your heart, 
it is right between um, almost like you and your gut. Your gut is below that. So I had so much stress in my solar plexus from just how, you know, how I was doing life and how I was unable, I've been told, really unable to process things that have happened in my life. So I stored it all there for, you know, the future time where I would finally go and clear out my cash, which is finally happening. And I actually found access to my own gut, to the lower part of my body. And I've realized that my gut is inflamed. And I cannot even tell you how inflamed it is. It hurts. It was on fire yesterday and not in a good way. And the, the crazy thing is, it, it has been, you know, it has been inflamed for so long but I couldn't feel it. I didn't have access to it. It was clouded over by all the stress and by all these stored emotions that I had never released that I didn't feel my own gut, which still honestly mind boggles me. Like um, every new, let's say, step I claim on this journey, it, it's mind boggling to me. So um, I'm on a protocol now to heal my gut and it's going to be a bone broth probiotics, prebiotics, and specifically I'm going to take inulin. And I am also going to be drinking wood betony tea. Now I'm not suggesting you do this because this is really very specifically the protocol that I'm going to try. I will let you know if it works, but I'm going to be on a protocol for one month. And honestly, I made my own bone broth. I also purchased powdered bone broth, but I made my own yesterday and it just, it acts like a blanket <laughs> on a cold winter's day. It was so beautiful. It felt like it was coating my gut lining and it was hugging it. And it feels like a smooth, soft hug. So unless you're vegan, which would be a bit problematic, you may have to look up your own versions of this. I am such a fan right now that I immediately wanted more this morning. So I'm already sipping my bone broth. Um, more on this as I go along. But what I want to already introduce to you is how important gut health is, because gut health is really, even if you think about just the sheer size that your gut takes up in your body, it's about can you digest the world or is the world coming at you and you feel attacked by the world and you don't know how to react to this world that is just coming at you and you cannot process everything that's coming at you. Like that is so important. And you know, the mind body connection is so real. You know this, I know this, but for me, I've lived in the energy world for so long that honestly, it's kind of new to me to really be taking care of my physical body because so many issues can be solved with energy alone. And um, I'm learning to be extra supportive to myself with physical means like supplements, collagen, and all these kind of wonderful supplements that exist today. So gut health for your vitality, super important. For your skin, your nails, your hair, super important. If you have such a vast area of your body that is chronically inflamed and your whole sewage system cannot actually work, let alone, right, the processing, the emotions, let's talk about the physical processing, the waste needs to go. 
And I think that is something that is, um, I mean, I think, I know this is something that is so important for overall physical health. Now, it does come in with the whole uh, stress, you know, being in survival. If you're constantly in your sympathetic, in your highly activated state, and you never drop into the rest and restore, into the parasympathetic, which is when you hold so much stress in your solar plexus, in all the other areas of your body, in your nervous system, then your body won't do the housekeeping, which is the digestion, which is the moving the waste out and the tidying up and the, you know, um, undoing everything that's broken and fixing it. Or, you know, I'm thinking like cells, you know, cell autophagy. I'm not an expert on this. It's like buzzwords. I've had another, another podcast. Oh my God, forgive me. Um, but you know, it's like the body needs to do its own housekeeping. So you need to release the fears and the stress in order for your body to start doing its own housekeeping, its own maintenance and rebuilding. Now, when you are only treating things physically and not emotionally and energetically, I'm going to tell you a story about this once I'm going to have another sip of my bone broth. Mm. And a breath, honestly, it's hard to breathe only through the mouth while talking. Okay. I know exactly when all of the stress started to be too much to process. And it was when my mother died when I was 13 years old. And I too was involved in the accident. So I had to be helicoptered out. And obviously this would be too much for just about anyone. But my sister and I, we actually had to move countries. We moved from Germany to Italy to move in with my dad. And it was just a very, very different environment. And it was not one that was conducive to children, okay? Like my my dad was very busy. He was working a lot and he had married a woman half his age that he met while he was working abroad in um, in Albania actually at the time. And it just, she just wasn't keen on us being there. Like she didn't like us. She started bullying us from the very beginning. Um, I'm just going to say bullying because it's just what it was. It was really mean. And it was just not the household that my sister and I were used to. So what actually happened, my, my dad's best way forwards was to put my sister and I as soon as he could back into school. So the accident happened at the beginning of September and we moved from Germany to Italy. I was in a hospital for a week and I needed some more time to recover at home. And then we went straight into schooling in Italian and that was a language we did not speak. So for him, it was extremely important that we wouldn't lose a school year. And we had, I remember after school help from anywhere between two to four hours after school that did not include homework. And in Italy, you go to school six days a week rather than five. So we also had school on a Saturday. So now you have to imagine that my mother had just passed away. I was physically um, injured quite a lot from it. And let alone emotionally, right? But then the best path forwards from um, decided by my dad was to put us in school. And I'm sure that had benefits. You know, it's like you try to normalize your life, you keep going. But also what happened with the stress of 
moving with the stress of my mother passing away with my own physical stress, we then didn't speak the language. I honestly, I never liked Italy. Like after three years, I moved again because I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't fit in. I couldn't make it work for myself. So I never liked it at all. So that on top of everything, the new language, the all the afternoon help, because now you also have to consider that the schooling systems across countries obviously doesn't fit like a hand in a glove, you know, they don't seamlessly operate from one year to the next. So in Italy, they had already started doing French many years prior and I, and were only really getting into English versus I had done a lot of English in, in the German schooling system, but I had never touched French. So I suddenly came in and had to just learn French on top of everything because Italians are very good in French because the languages are so similar. And I was just so, you know, out of my depths, obviously. And and so we had like these four hours of uh, homework help, after, not homework help, just afternoon help to learn, lang- to learn the languages, to learn Italian, to um, basically stay on track with the whole schooling system. And then after that, I would do homework till about seven or something in the evening. So you notice, and I've always said this, you know, with me burning out at age 26, my burnout really started when I was 13. I learned that working, keeping yourself busy instead of processing my emotions was the way forward to just... And I think that's also the policy so often, right? It's just like, you've got to keep moving. And the thing is, you keep moving until you cannot keep moving. And I stopped being able to keep moving, let alone that all of this later in life led me to keep moving in a direction that I didn't like, you know? I lost myself. In that moment, I lost myself. And I'm still today, you know, it's 21 years ago, I'm still processing the grief. I'm still working on opening my heart. It is a very deep cut to the soul when your mother or your father dies when you're so young. But the coping mechanism that is work became so coping, became so extreme that it it facilitated my burnout. It facilitated my spiritual awakening, which was highly necessary because I really was going nowhere fast. And I kept going faster and faster and faster um, because I had more and more and more to cope with, you know, with a very toxic, high-stress job. I needed to keep moving even faster because I had more to process, which I was unable to process. Now, in that time, which is why I'm telling you this whole story, I actually, so when we had just moved to Italy, I started getting uh, skin blisters that wouldn't heal and all over my body. And um, they kind of left like a little moist area on my skin. And, you know, we got it analyzed. And in the end, the doctor just said, it's stress. It's just stress. So we, you know, we, we were told what to do and the blisters went away. But now here's the interesting thing, which is why... I'm just, again, so adamant that you cannot just treat things on a physical level is the skin healed, the blisters went away, but the stress didn't. The stress just no longer manifested through my skin. And, you know, I'm I'm so in awe because so many years later, I'm releasing the stress and it is so much stress that I don't even know how I 
I don't even know how I was doing life at all. <laughs> like, and this is after eight years of doing this kind of work, right? It's like, I'm not new to this, but you know, sometimes you, you find something inside of you that you don't even know how you manage this far. And it's an ode to the power that, that we humans hold, how strong we are, how strong our psyche is, because the amount we can carry is frankly absurd. So this just a really long story to tell you treating the physical symptom may make the symptom go away, but it will not necessarily and probably ever clear the root cause of why that symptom popped up physically. Because you have to remember, it always starts with energy, then it's like, it's a thought, it's an emotion, and then it comes through in the material world. So if there is a physical symptom, you're already very far down the chain, okay? It's just that, especially if you're not energy aware yet, you will only notice it when it is in the physical realm. But solving it in the physical won't necessarily make it go away in the emotional world. So that is why I'm now going in from multiple levels. I'm doing the bone broth. Oh, sorry, my nose, is, <laughs> my nose is so stuffy. I'm going in from the physical level, which is the bone broth, the probiotics and that kind of stuff. And then I'm also going in from the emotional realm, right? Just releasing the stress, um, forgiving my dad that that was his best course of action to put us back into school because um, in hindsight, I feel like I would have needed a lot more emotional and spiritual support but that just wasn't even necessarily something that was done at the time you know it's going mainstream now it certainly wasn't mainstream almost two more than two decades ago so that's just part of the process and I just want to share that because where does health and vitality really come from I believe physical health and vitality really comes from you letting go of your trauma you being willing to move on from your past. And while it doesn't feel like a choice, you do have a choice because it is about letting go, forgiving, and really letting it be of the past and move on. And there are obviously a million methods that can help you with this, but it starts with making a choice that you want to get rid of this stuff. And... You have to understand that, you know, the trauma of whatever kind, you know, it can just be resentment. It can be somebody having said something mean to you. It's your ex-partners, your ex-bosses, your parents, your siblings. You know, we create anger around so many people for maybe even very justified reasons, but it just doesn't help you because even if it's justified, you are still holding on to it. And more often than not, you are justified. You know, it was wrong but you still have to go there and you have to forgive and let go because all of this stuff is blocking your nervous system from self-regulating. It is also sitting in your organs so your organs cannot function properly. Like you can do physical detoxes, but I mean, there's also all the emotions that are stored in your organs. And and I found that the more I release, the more I heal, the better I treat myself. I very naturally just end up doing the right things for my body. I very naturally choose to move more, choose to be in nature more. I very naturally choose to, you know, do bone broth and stuff. That's 
a protocol that no one gave me. I just knew that that's what I needed to do because when I no longer have a block to living a better life, you know, whether that is me feeling unworthy or me feeling so angry that I want to get at someone by ruining my own life, which may sound silly, but that's just how inner children work. Um, when I released all of that, I allow myself to rise to the next level very naturally and I don't have to make an effort and I don't have to force it. So releasing all of this stuff is so important for health and vitality because once you release it, you will naturally do the things you need to do in order to get into that healthy state. You will naturally start, you know, weightlifting or training or mobility or postural alignment, um, going on walks, breath work, you know, whatever it is that you need, you will be guided there because you no longer have a block to being healthy. And also remember that health isn't the absence of a problem. Health isn't the absence of disease. I'm really talking about, if you think about health on a spectrum, I'm really talking about um, thriving. I'm talking about thriving. And, you know, I want to just share a story because I never thought this would be possible. When I was still working in corporate, I was one of the ones. I was doing none of the personal development, right? And I didn't believe in energy or anything. So I was the one who would roll out of bed, have a coffee, have an espresso, and then, you know, have my shower, get ready, do all the things. Just basically the getting ready things. And I had my 15-minute um, slots. I knew I would take 15 minutes for breakfast, 15 minutes for shower and hair, 15 minutes for makeup, 15 minutes for um, getting dressed. So I needed an hour to get ready at home. And then at work, the first thing I would do was to grab another coffee, obviously. And, you know, within two hours, you grab another coffee and then you go for a lunch break and then you have another coffee after lunch. And then maybe at 3 p.m. you start having another coffee, maybe at 4, another one. Then with time, and so honestly, just feeling shit had become the norm. Like, it was normal because that was my peer group. Those were the people I was referencing and like comparing myself to. It was normal to show up at work broken, you know, where you needed an hour and a half to just gently wake up in the office where you needed coffees to make it through the day. And that it's just insane to me because things have obviously changed. But, you know, when I just looked around, that was the norm. And so that was obviously accepted. And oh, for me, it started, I started working with a mentor and I started drinking, first of all, warm lemon juice, like half a lemon squeezed in warm water, never hot water, but warm water in the morning. And oh my gosh, like it was like night and day. I didn't want to be awake, but I was. <laughs> I was so used to feeling shit that it, it almost threw me that I just the first day I drank it, I was so bright, alert and awake in my head that it 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 threw me off. Um, And then I started to implement a whole lot of other protocols since. But just that lemon juice made such a fundamental big difference to my overall well-being, to my alertness. So I'm just going to give you a small protocol that I have kind of maintained ever since. And I'm obviously switching it up a little bit now. But warm lemon juice in the morning, waiting 20 minutes, and then a freshly squeezed celery juice works wonders. I did this for four years every single day. Then I took a break. Works absolute wonders for your digestion, for your for the thickness of your hair, 
for your fingernails like I can't even for your skin it's amazing this comes from the medical medium if you want to read his books um, some of them you know you don't have to accept everything he says but just the celery juice has made a huge difference in me and in my partner so I highly recommend it. No probiotic in the world was doing for me what celery juice did in just seven days. So that was something that I absolutely religiously followed. And then, you know, I would just go in and have like, if I wanted the smoothies that the medical medium recommended, or eventually I came back to um, protein powder in oatmeal because I was working out and weightlifting a lot. So I needed more substance. But just that that stuff in the morning. I also entirely laid off coffee and I obviously don't drink alcohol. I say obvious and I'm going to explain to you why. Because um, I've been told often that I say obvious because it's obvious to me. <laughs> but it's not obvious to everyone, so I'm going to explain. Um, what did I say first? No coffee. Coffee throws me off so much. Like I go anxious. I get sweaty palms. My whole body goes into overdrive and it's a stimulant and I don't want to be stimulated. I want to be awake and alert and clear-minded and full of vitality. That is a very different sensation from what coffee gives me. So I do not drink coffee. I haven't drank coffee in um, about six years. I do occasionally get a decaf. Like occasionally I say once every four months, twice a year, I get a decaf, you know, for the sort of frothy cappuccino sensation. But other than that, I now drink English breakfast tea with oat milk. Now, also in general, coffee, I just, you know, I realized at work I would get up to and go to the coffee machine, not because I wanted a coffee, but because I needed an excuse to get up. I needed an excuse to not be at my desk because the pressure was so much to always be working and to always be available and to you know, essentially, whatever, struggle, <laughs> um, that the only excuse you really got was to go to the bathroom or to go for coffee. So I realized that it was boredom what was leading me to the coffee machine. And it's really interesting because there was also time at the very beginning when I just started work, which was really difficult for me physically to be seated so much in all this. I was getting always one Coca-Cola after lunch and I realized, I had sort of this thought come through that I really don't think was my own thought, it was guidance. I just kind of realized that whatever I do daily, and now remember, this was me not at all on the, you know, personal development path, which is something that is basic now if you are anywhere on that path, but I realized anything I do daily will have an impact on me, positive or negative. And I was drinking Coca-Cola once a day, and somewhere I just knew it wasn't good for me. I just loved it. You know, I loved the tangy freshness because it was almost the only freshness in my life, um, given that I was working in that job. So I actually laid off the Coca-Cola, I laid off the coffee, and eventually I came on the lemon juice and the celery juice, like I told you. Um, and then also what I want to say is alcohol. Alcohol, I have noticed for myself that the more I heal, the less my body uh, reacts well to it. So essentially, my body is so clear of toxins that it clearly recognizes alcohol as a toxin and as poison. It's essentially poison. And my body acts exactly the way that it would to, to a toxin. It wants to reject it. Now, the other thing is two things. So one is spiritual, one is physical. Physically, I can sip 
even just a tiny sip of alcohol and I go straight to headache. So there is none of this fun inebriation. Um, let's all just laugh for two or three hours. And then maybe the next day we feel shitty. For me, I go straight to shitty. I skip the fun part. <laughs> I get none of the fun. I get, I get the shitty straight away. So I get a headache. I feel out of it. I feel disconnected from myself. And I'm going to explain what that means. And um, even if I decide to just drink an alcohol-free beer, if it is one that has any kind of rest alcohol in it, I feel it and it makes me feel very woozy and uncomfortable, um, very, very uncomfortable in my own body. So I cannot drink alcohol anymore. And, you know, I grew up in Bavaria, so I'm going to let you put this together, put one and one together. It's weird, I know. Now, the disconnection from myself what I've noticed is, um, you know, you are connected to your higher self through your spiritual cord, which is the one that goes from your crown all the way up to your higher self. And the more you, you know, do karmic service, the more you um, forgive people, the more you just heal your own stuff, the wider your own spiritual connection gets, which means you become more and more your higher self, Okay. Now, what I've noticed that when I drink alcohol, you may have read into this, but you know, when I studied psychology, we, we checked this out and they were saying it just, especially for college students, right? Like at university, um, drinking goes rampant. They were saying it just decreases inhibition. So basically people do stupid things. They are less inhibited. You know, they sing out loud when they would never sing. Otherwise they dance on tables. They make very bad decisions that they regret the next day. And they, so in psychology, they, you know, with studies, they found out that alcohol decreases inhibition. What I have noticed just spiritually is that alcohol clouds my connection to my higher self. So it really disconnects me from my higher self, from my true self and I noticed that you can almost think of it like you're going without parental guidance. <laughs> like your higher self always tries to guide you in the right direction. And you also have free will choice here on the planet, right? There's part of your soul is in the body, part of your soul is up there. So you do have free will choice. It's just that your higher self tries to guide you in the right direction that is right for you, which doesn't mean you have to follow it. Um, but, and you know, you can rebel and you can make mistakes. It's, it's entirely your privilege, but alcohol, I really noticed sits like a cloud between you and your higher self. And that's why you make stupid decisions because you go without parental control, without parental guidance. So, um, the more you heal, the more you will recognize that alcohol isn't in your favor. That's really something that I have noticed. So, it's weird, you know, when you're out of it, it's kind of bizarre to see that the whole world has normalized drinking alcohol. Um, but I'm glad to see that there's a lot more acceptance for those who don't drink alcohol and um, that it's also somewhere becoming mainstream. So this is, again, such a huge part of health that I, I wasn't planning on talking about it, but I guess this is what I did now. Um, what I've just also seen, generally speaking, but I, we've talked about this before, so I'm going to be real short. Think about the habits you are holding and whether they are conducive to your health or not. I think this is the biggest thing I can give you. I was going to talk about, you know, you need to forgive, you need to let go and stuff, but we've talked about this often because 
it comes into it comes into play with everything in your life, right? You have to let go of your past in order to be able to move forwards in whatever area, whether that's relationship healing, sexual healing, um, karmic healing, wealth healing, whatever you want, you need to let go and forgive. So I really hope that you are doing that by now. You can go back to the episode on wealth and money making, which um, which is where I go into that a little bit more because that's very directly related to it. But in this one, I just want to tell you, like, go through your life and really take stock. What are you doing every day that is conducive to the future that you want to create? And what are you doing every day that is an old pattern, that is something that's no longer serving you? Because you want to get not just on track with the habits that serve you, you also want to stop doing the ones that create negative momentum, right? Stop the negative, start the new. So both have value. And I just want you to take stock and recognize which of these habits. And you know, habits are things that you may not have consciously chosen. So just think about what am I doing that is no longer who I want to be? And maybe this is parting it up. I was the one who, when I first got my job, I would party it up on Friday night, couldn't get up till four in the afternoon the next day. The gyms would close by then, couldn't go to the gym, couldn't go to the mountains, couldn't do any of the hobbies that I love doing, and then would go party again on Saturday night. And I did it because I wanted friends and I found a group of friends that were doing that. And I just wanted to belong so badly. And I just maybe had some parting to get out of my system. But honestly, I think it lasted for about six months, eight months. Sorry, my nose. And then I realized this isn't me. I, I, I'm i not the one who hangs out all day on the couch because she's hungover just to get dressed up again and go partying again the next day. This is not me. And I entirely stopped from one day to the next and I started going to the gym and going to the mountains, getting out in nature and doing my outdoor sports that I love doing so much. So there was like a really big break in me affirming who I actually was and who I wasn't. So think about it also in terms of identity. What identities do you want to affirm and what identities do you want to get rid of? And with this, I really urge you to just sit down and write it down and take stock. Be really strategic about it. Um, and then you can start the new momentum, especially for the new year, right? So having said that, given that this was the episode on health, please do it for health. Do it for the health creating aspect, for your physical health. Are you meditating? Are you, um, are you eating in a way that's conducive to your health? And I don't think I need to be very clear about what this is, even though the health, health aspect of food is so complicated. But you know, very naturally, very instinctively, you know what's good for you right? You know what's good for you. So are you doing those things? Really take this area of your life and do it. I'm excited for you and um, I will see you in the next episode, which is going to be, I think we're going to make it about conscious, aware and healed. And, um, and then we'll have a couple more to go, but I'm already wishing you a merry, merry Christmas, happy holidays and a happy new year. I'll see you on the other side. My name is Christine and you listen to Vibe Empowered.